Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges for modern parenting. Check out this week's episode. Look, over there, on a Segway, it's a tour guide. It's a mall cop. It's Alternative, Alternative Discipline, Discipline Man. I hate timeout. Dad is so mean. I hate this. Mm. I hate this. You're such a bad parent. I feel so mean. One, two, two and a half, three. All right, that's it. No more playground. Do you hear me? The Struggle is Real podcast starts in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of The Struggle is Real. I'm Veronica Avila, along with my co-host, Omar Ramos. Hey, Omar. Veronica, how are you? Great to see you. Great to be here at the uh, Voice Sound Studios and mm-hmm. getting ready for another podcast. And, of course, always joining us, our beloved. Dr. Alicia Laos. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. So, today we have a hot topic. It's having healthy alternatives for raising our kids, and we've called it Hands-Off Discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, joining our conversation is Patrick Patterson from from Global Partners for Fathers and Families. Welcome to Chicago, Patrick. Howdy. Thank you. He's here all the way from... North Carolina. Yeah. Which is why I say howdy. Ooh. <laughs> the birthplace of Michael Jordan. That's right. Sure. That's right. That's right. Thanks for joining us. That's right. Thank you. Discipline, guys. It's always been a controversial topic, but I'll ask a question. Mm. How were you each disciplined when you were a kid? Wow. Patrick? Oh, boy. The ball's uh, in your court, man. <laughs> are there any police officers on the line? <laughs> I want to protect my parents. It was hands-on discipline. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my parents were raised in a generation where that's the way they corrected behavior. And so if nothing changed in terms of their training, so they passed that on. On a routine basis, I have two brothers and one sister. If one of us got in trouble, we all got in trouble. Ooh. So imagine being outside playing. You're just having a great day. Yeah. And you didn't do anything. And the next thing you know, your mom calls you in and says, you guys are about to get a spanking. And they didn't use the word spanking. It was whipping at the time. <laughs> but wow. they spread that amongst us. But it was interesting. We learned from it. For the most part, my dad said to me later when I became a parent, he said, I didn't like the fact y'all were scared of us. When you're afraid, you rebel. So, mm-hmm. But it was hands-on for us. Wow. Interesting that you mentioned that point. In my house, I remember my dad didn't spank the girls. He spanked the boys. Yeah, yeah. My mom would just kind of pinch us. Uh-huh. I told him not to do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pinch us. But I remember my dad would always say, you respect me. Da-da-da-da, you respect. And I remember when I was a teenager, one day rebelled, whatever. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't respect you. I don't think it's respect that we have for you. I think it's, we're afraid of afraid, you. Afraid, yes. And that's crazy because as parents, I think we want to be respected by our kids, but that also self-awareness, self-awareness, doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are my kids respecting me or are they fearing Afraid, me? yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Different mm-hmm. thing. And we react differently when you're afraid versus mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they feel afraid, for whatever reason, they challenge it. Yeah. They become rebellious. And they go to the line as close as they can with the hope of getting over on whatever they're afraid of. And that typically doesn't work for a kid who's in a relationship with a parent Mm -hmm. that when they get upset, physical is the only way they release it versus the conversation. Yeah. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does make sense. For sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the conversation factor was not implemented in our household. It was more like this is what's going to happen to you for doing this, you know. And I, for a long time, there was a lot of remorse feeling Mm -hmm. towards my parents because uh, it was hands-on discipline. They grew up in Mexico in a region from 
the state of Michoacan, where it was like people were treated like animals, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the whooping that you just mentioned, uh-huh. I, I got a lot of those, uh-huh. you know, growing up. And it's funny because uh, moving forward and now my parents have apologized. Yeah. I would have never uh, suspected that they would apologize for bringing this up like that. Yeah. Um, it's powerful. I don't think it turned I turned out too bad, but uh, I've never laid my hands on my daughter in any way. Yeah. You know, I, I talked to her with words, which sometimes can even shock her. I don't know, hurt her as well. Yeah. So I've used yeah. a whole different tactic when it comes to disciplining my daughter. But yeah, just to answer your question. Yeah. And it's funny because my dad would not spank my sisters and my mom would take care of me. So, you know what I mean? It was was weird how that worked. But uh, anyway, Dr. Alicia? You know, I grew up with five sisters. And so by the time it got to me, Uh my parents were just a little bit more relaxed. You're the baby? I'm not. But, you know, by the fifth time. (laughs) Um, I'm tired. (laughs) So I did get a couple of spankings, maybe. My father just spent, I remember he traveled a ton. I mean, when I mean traveling a ton, there were periods of time that he was out for months. But when he came back, he would spend a lot of quality time. So I remember more the quality time. And I think that that nurtured a sense of respect and excitement because he was gone. And when he would come back, it was time for us to be. So I don't remember him like having a heavy dosage of discipline, but a sense of really respect. And I didn't want to disappoint him. So it was more like I really lived on his attention when I did get it. Because having so many sisters and seeing what they experienced and what they went through, I would just be like taking notes. I was more of that, you know, (laughs) good girl kind of like, let me avoid the... Let me save myself. <laughs> she, was, yeah. she was learning yeah, from, yeah. from others' yeah. mistakes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. No, so. we. I was the oldest. I yeah. had a ticket for the team. I guess. Yeah, experimental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, times have obviously changed, and so have discipline tactics. Why don't we listen to our first sketch? This is called The Adventures of Alternative Discipline Man. Are we ready? Okay. Me, 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 me. Mommy made me, no, pardon me. Mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Okay, here we go. Calmer than the sound of the ocean. Wiser than a wise man. Firmly committed to reasonable expectations. I'm a man of my word. Look, over there, on a Segway. It's a tour guide. It's a mall cop. It's... Alternative Discipline Man! When the planet Parentania, home of a race of super parents, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy, shot to Earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy, grown to manhood, is known as Alternative Discipline Man, sworn enemy to spanking and physical punishment. Join with us now as Alternative Discipline Man equips families around the world with pacifist methods of punishment and restraint. Apologize, Right now. No, you're an idiot, Mom. That's it. You're getting a spanking. No, spank you. Alternative discipline, man. Where do you come from? Pardon my intrusion, ma'am. I believe I have a more amicable solution to your dispute. Timmy, is this your video game console? Yeah. You can have it back tomorrow once you've learned to respect your parents. No, don't take it. Please. I'll be back in 24 hours, Timmy. Until then, think about what you've done. I'm sorry, I won't yell at you anymore. Thank you, Alternative Discipline Man. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, California, 
I don't want to. Sally, if you don't finish your vegetables, so help me. I don't want to. That's it. You're getting a spanking. No, spank you. Alternative discipline, man? I believe this may be of assistance. What is it, alternative discipline, man? Sally, every time you finish your plate, you'll get a gold star on this chart. If you get five gold stars in a row, you get to go out for ice cream. Do you like ice cream, Sally? I do. Then I better see a clean plate, Missy. Thank you, alternative discipline man. Minutes later in Somerset, New Jersey. We told you those toys are for your brother. You made him cry. I don't care. I'm glad he's crying. You are coming awfully close to a spanking young lady. No, spank you. Alternative discipline man. Thank God you're here. Debbie won't stop taking her little brother's toys. Is this true, Debbie? I only wanted to play with him for a minute. And how'd that work out for you? It made my little brother cry. He said he doesn't want to play with me anymore. Anymore. People don't like when you take their things. It makes them not want to be your friend. Respect other people's boundaries, and you'll have more fun. That makes sense, I guess. You don't have to guess. Where are you going, alternative discipline man? Little Debbie has felt the logical consequences of her actions. My work here is done. But I can't parent without you. Just remember, children don't want to be spanked any more than you want to spank them. In the end, prevention is the most powerful weapon you have. Sit down with your children, explain the importance of behaving in a respectful manner. Before a trip to the grocery store or the playground, firmly lay out the expectations you have for them. Then, with the help of your partner, stick to those expectations. But what if we need you again? Alternative discipline man is needed in many places. Whenever bedtime is ignored, you will find me. Wherever tiny hands draw on living room walls, I'll be there. Whenever a young child shouts, no, you're a duty head, you will find Alternative Discipline Man. And so ends this week's adventures of Alternative Discipline Man. Now where's my check? No spank you. Wow, that was super creative. I really enjoyed that. And those, ladies and gents, were the adventures of Alternative Discipline Man. Three different scenarios where all parents were going for a spanking, but Alternative Discipline Man came in front to provide a better alternative. Dr. Alicia, this dynamic, break it down for us. Well, I think a lot of parents will want to have one of those, you know? Right. There's so many times that you're just so frustrated and you block out just all different alternatives and you just, you know, you want to just scream, yell, nag, or, or what have you. Geez, I wish we could have a little bar, you know, or a little magic wand that just appears and, you, yeah. you know, the automatic, you know, help. <laughs> I'm at the end. Oh, alternative discipline, what am I going to do without yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Well, fun. Um, I think this gets, shows that there's just so many different things that we have at our disposal. The consequences, you know, withholding privileges, you know, they had a little token system or stickers, talking about it and using the logical consequences. There's yeah. just so many different alternatives. We probably would be a wise to think about those alternative discipline styles and opportunities before we are provoked or we're put in a circumstance where mm-hmm. we do want to lash in anger because when at the moment you're provoked and you're exhausted yeah. and you're tired as a parent, you're going to go to perhaps what you learned as a kid mm-hmm. or what your parents did and maybe wasn't as helpful or you're just going to resort to just lashing out in anger or spanking or what have you. When in fact, what may be most effective is one of these alternative tactics 
topics, but they're not going to come to your mind right when you're angry. You need to think about them and apply them consistently when you're more calm and collected. So in due time, when you are provoked... Remember can, when we talked about this? Yeah. Bring it, yeah. I really like that point. And he said it there. Make sure you talk to them before you go to the grocery stores. Yeah. Tell them what you expect from them. And then the consequences. Really, really important, doctor. Great point there. Patrick, yes. how important is it? How important is it that parents, mom and dad, take the time to sit down to discuss their discipline tactics as a team before even going into talking to the kids about them? I, I think it's super important. I mean, my wife and I have married 21 years. We are daughters are 10. My oldest is 12. And so before we had kids, we had, when I tell you a perfect plan, mm -hmm. it was solid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we would never disagree in front of the kids. We wrote that down. That's yeah. beautiful. You know, that yeah. sounds good. There should be music behind that right, statement. Right, right. <laughs> um, my wife, I told you how I was raised. My mm -hmm. wife didn't have that experience. She's the only girl. Hmm. And like many girls, she got different treatment than her brothers. So she didn't get spanked a lot. But her mom was a screamer. Mm -hmm. So, which for her, it's like nails on a chalkboard. She mm. does not like to hear screaming because, of course, that was her experience. Yeah. For me and for parents, I believe there has to be a conversation that happens beforehand. Mm -hmm. There has to be uh, three things. This is what we do. Three things we want to have happen in this conversation. Three things we don't want to happen. And we usually use that tactic in our conversations. The difficult part for us is kids are not in a box. Every day is something different. Yes. Yeah. So we have to remind ourselves, okay, she's getting off the bus at 3.30. Let's talk about the three things we want to have happen, three things we don't have happen. And typically, one of the three things that she says every time, we will not raise our voices, which that goes back to her training, yes. you know, her upbringing as well. So, mm. but being on the same page is very important. Awesome. That's a great tactic. And uh, just to kind of piggyback on that, Dr. Alicia, for divorced or parents that are living separately, what tips can you also provide so they're on the same page and stick to their agreement, no matter how frustrated they may be during their day? I think you keep in mind the goal that you have for yeah. your child. What mm -hmm. kind of child do you want to be at the end? You want them to have these character traits of honesty, integrity, courage so for them to succeed. And so have that in mind and then apply some, some rules that will allow that to, conversation to happen. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck in the, the same fight and argument of differences yeah. of opinion. And then having as an anchor where you would like your children to be, then draft, mm -hmm. draft some simple rules and then stick to them. And then thirdly, don't utilize your kids as a manipulator to go between, yeah. you know, it's very toxic to speak negatively about Oof. their other parent. Mm -hmm. I'm sure because of the circumstances that led to the separation or divorce that mm -hmm. you probably have a lot of ammunition and a lot of toxicity around it. And so you have probably a lot of negative things to say. Yeah. So that takes a lot. You, you as a parent to withhold, that's probably why you want to build another support system where you yeah. can kind of just get some of that toxic energy out and talk to somebody else so that you don't fill your children's heart with anger and spite towards their parent because they love their parents. And that could be a very confusing message. Yeah. For me, as I've gotten older, my dad has passed. He passed two years ago. My mm -hmm. mom was still like the rock in our family. She still is. Mm -hmm. She's 69 now. One of the things that she helped me to understand when I got older, before we had kids, was have you asked your dad about his upbringing? Which a lot of people, when they get really frustrated with their parents and they get to this place of like unforgiveness, mm -hmm. they don't even consider. And when I finally had a chance as a man to talk to my dad, I say like, what's up with these whoopings, dude? I mean, I didn't even do something sometimes. Yeah. And his thing was always protection because when he grew up in South Carolina in the 50s and the 60s, it was unsafe. 
And so his thing was, I don't want you going near some of these things that I had to experience. Yeah. And so his only way to control that was to emphasize it. And the way he did that was not through words. He wasn't a, a worthy man. Mm -hmm. He physically put his hands on you. It sounds weird, but it was out of love. And for me, it was hard to swallow that because I'm like, that didn't feel like love. But <laughs> as a man now, as an African-American male, I get what he was trying to do. On the flip side, he wasn't going to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. But what he did say to me was, don't touch your kids. He said to me when I got older, he said, I didn't like seeing the fear in your face. I didn't like it. So and I have girls, mm -hmm. which before he passed, you thought they were his kids. But you can tell in my mind he was trying to make up for yeah. what he didn't do right. But he was adamant to me. He said, let me tell you something. I have one sister. He said, the way you talk to boys and the way they receive it as a father. Mm-hmm. Different than the way you talk to girls. My wife can talk 10 paragraphs about what she didn't like my girls did. I can say, that didn't feel so good. And my daughters, the reaction is totally different. I just say a few mm -hmm. words, mm -hmm. and my wife can say 10 paragraphs of words. So I've been mindful as I discipline them, as I correct them, as I encourage them about the power of my voice and my presence. Sometimes my kids don't even need to know that I'm disappointed. They know what we expect. Yes. And so my oldest, particularly, she is an emotional. She's my wife. She's emotional. And if she has a B on her report card, I mean, she knows what we expect. I wasn't an A student. So listen, I'm on the curve. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife was, though. And so I was, she would come home. She says, Dad, I, I, did my, I did my best. And this is a moment where I have a chance to either make it feel worse for her or to say, baby girl, you got another nine weeks coming. Mm -hmm. You're going to be fine because they are all into these things. Yeah, of course. You know? My kids don't have them at this point, 12 and 10. They are the most unusual kids in our neighborhood. But I believe they have to earn them. I'm not going to just, because they're not free. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Chicago. Mm -hmm. but North Carolina, <laughs> no. they're not free. <laughs> He's talking yeah, about Yeah, we the pay phone. for them here all no. the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, I, I, I weigh the value of my voice, my presence. But with my wife and I, we definitely have reflected back on what, why, what and why our parents did what they did with us. Mm -hmm. And in the 50s and 60s in South Carolina, as an African-American, it was different. They parented us out of that. Today, I would say, some things are still the same. But there are some things different. Mm -hmm. And so to lay your hands or to use a, I don't want to go through all the tools that my parents use, <laughs> but to use an object to spank you, to me, is not necessary. Mm -hmm. And there are so many parents that I've served, you guys have served, low-income parents. They've not had a moment to reflect on why their parents did what they did. And so if you don't change it, you just repeat it. And we have some of these bad situations. So. Wow. That's a great invitation for the parents that are listening now and that have that situation. Take the moment to talk to your parents if you still have them. Just kind of hear them out and yeah. see why they did what they did. I'm sure they're going to tell you how they feel now. I'm sure most of them will, would not have liked to have them. And I know I had the conversation with my dad. Yeah. And that was very heartfelt. And I didn't have too many conversations with my dad. He wasn't the wordy one either. Yeah. But when we were finally adults, I also asked, why? Why did you do this? And that was it. That's what he knew. That's how he grew up. That's yeah. how yeah. he was raised and helps you understand and make the adjustment so that you don't you take the good things, but then you try to adjust the things that were not so healthy. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So, there we go. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's go into our next sketch. This is called It Takes Two to Time Out. I hate time out. Dad is so mean. I hate this. Mm. Ugh, I hate this. Okay, Gerald, just you and your thoughts for the next five minutes. God, you're such a bad parent. 
I feel so mean. Is she looking at me? Oh, I bet she's looking at me. I can feel it in the back of my neck. Nope, don't look up, Gerald. Keep your head down. Keep pretending to read. Remember, any attention is bad attention. If you talk to her, if you scold her, if you so much as make eye contact, it'll just give her what she wants. Don't break. Don't go back on your word. You were very clear. Any biting, any hitting means five minutes in the timeout chair. Ugh. It's been so long. This is so boring. This is so boring. The timeout chair is so bad. The timeout chair isn't that bad. I mean, not really. When I was her age, I would have gotten hit so hard for slapping an adult. This is better for both of us. You know what? I'm actually calming down. I feel much less angry than I did a minute ago. I wonder how she's feeling. I feel sad. Why did I hit him? What if he never talks to me again? What if I plan dinner? That would be constructive. Let's see. Uh, what do we have in the fridge? Chicken, pasta, fish. No, 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 no. I think the fish went bad. It's starting to stink. I stink. Dad doesn't like me anymore. He'll send me away to a different mom and dad. Why wasn't I good? I wonder if the broccoli's still good. Either way, we still got carrots and corn. They'll make me work in the cornfields. They won't even let me eat. She'd eat chicken parmesan, wouldn't she? With a side of steamed vegetables? Mmm, that sounds good. That sounds awful. No! Yeah! Delicious and nutritious. I should get started before it gets too late. I should say I'm sorry before it's too late. All right, that's it, Penelope. Timeout's finished. Come on over. Now, do you understand why you got put in timeout? Because I slapped you. How do you feel now? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. That's all right, then. So long as you stop hitting other people and start using your words. All right? All right. Um, Daddy? Yes? Can you talk to me again? <laughs> of course. Timeout's over. Remember, timeouts only happen when you hit or you bite or you hurt someone on purpose. I remember. Well, okay, enough of that. I'm, I'm going to make dinner. Do you want to help? Be my sous chef? Okay. Well, what are you standing around for? Let's go. <laughs> okay, so we're back, and we overheard the thoughts of a six-year-old Penelope while she was on timeout for hitting Daddy in the face. Now, Patrick, talk to us about time out and why this is a good alternative when a child behaves like this young little girl did. I'm a fan of time out. We did it. Uh, I think it does give both of us a chance to take a moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For my daughters, they could play the best game in time out. You're thinking this is going to be good for them to calm down, but then there's a spider imaginary that they're playing with. And so you have to make sure that you understand it's not your moment to break the time out by going to say, leave the spider alone. So I always used it. We took parenting classes when mm -hmm. we first got pregnant, and they gave us this by age rule is how long they should be in. If they're two, two minutes. If they're three, three minutes. And which was fun for me because I needed a breath. A breath. Mm -hmm. Most parents, if they get smacked by their kid, they're going to be furious. So timeout is a great intervention at that point. For me, timeout stopped working when, again, the value of it stopped for them. My kids, they're imaginary creatures. They could play games all day by themselves. Mind you, I have two daughters who are close in age. <laughs> if they get together, 
it's a field day. Mm-hmm. But I, I do advocate and support timeout. It's a big reason. Now, Dr. Alicia, we overheard Dad also who was feeling guilty for giving her timeout. I think many parents can probably relate when you're, okay, this is the consequence, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm a bad parent. Yeah. Oh, my God, oh, my God. But he also wanted to make sure that he stood firm on his decision when you were talking about earlier. And then Penelope and her little one, on the other hand, she was imagining that she was going to cornfields and that she was going to be given to other parents. Yeah. So it was devastating for her. But at the end, we saw them talk, you know, talk it through, and then he made sure that Penelope understood that it's not okay to hit someone on purpose. And then they both came to an agreement, resolved it, and everything went well. Yeah. How does this timeout dynamic help Penelope later on in life when it comes to resolving conflict? There's a lot in here. Just to pick up on a couple of things. One, the alarm was great because as parents, either you can be very distracted or if you're just painfully waiting the time. Mm-hmm. So the alarm is just a good tool to use as a parent. And then the consistency, making sure that whatever you say, you keep up with your word. Otherwise, they're not going to really believe you mm-hmm. if you play with that. Right. So just a couple of things to pick up, up in there. I think one of the things I like to do is, you know, you can have timeout and then to timeout as a parent, for example. And if during that timeout, either because you had a spout with your spouse or because you had a spout with your children, you're over there regurgitating negative thoughts about mm-hmm. the other person. Right. For example, if it's your spouse, how terrible are they? Mm-hmm. Why did I marry this person? You know, what a jerk or jerkette. How can I be with them? Or if it's your daughter or son, you know, what's wrong with my kid? What am I doing wrong? And you do all this negative self-talk. Then during that time, I don't know that the timeout was very effective or helpful mm-hmm. because all you do did was create opportunity for you to boil further in you the circumstance. You yeah. just fed it even yeah. more. Yeah. So I think during that timeout, you want to reconsider, you use it as an opportunity, put yourself perhaps in the other person's shoes. As a parent in this case, just saying it's good for them to be alone. It's good, you know, just kind of reassurance, use some positive self-talk during mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. And if it's the circumstances, you're taking a timeout because of a fight with your spouse is trying to, how you know, what is it that I'm not seeing? You know, it's very hard to do because if you're spewing with anger, you're only thinking about yourself yeah. and how you're seeing the perspective. So, but that timeout is going to be more efficient and more effective if you actually take the time to put yourself in the other person's shoes, yeah. basically. Yeah. So that's pretty important. And then the third thing is I love to teach my kids coping skills mm-hmm. because if you're really angry during that timeout, wouldn't it be effective if they learned how to cope and how to work through mm-hmm. the yeah. feeling yes. so that later on you're going to have temper tantrums as an adult in life, right? You're going to lash out in anger about stuff that you don't like. Mm-hmm. We've all seen those adults <laughs> you know? at the airport. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so there's so many things that so how are you going to cope with that frustration? Yeah. And so this is a great training ground. So I love to see childhood as an opportunity to train our children. And so training ground for you as a parent and training ground for your children and how to cope with life and the frustrations you're going to have. So yeah. look at a tantrum. Disobedience is an opportunity to train them. And, you know, so what do I do? I say, okay, count to 10. Now let's breathe. Here's some bubbles. Blow the bubbles while you're in there. Yeah. You know, just give them something. But it takes thought mm-hmm. beforehand, right? Because if you're angry at the moment, you might not think of these things. Yeah. Um, some parents will take a corner and that'll be the angry corner. And in the angry corner, there's coloring books and there's bubbles. And then in another corner is, you know, so sometimes another tactic, you know, if you're in timeout, maybe you do need to just distract, mm-hmm. right? And just kind of put things in yeah. order. So Great stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Yep. Great points. Now, let's listen to our next last scenario. It's called, What Would You Do? The dynamic here will be different. This time we will listen to three mini sketches. Each of us will take one and respond what we would do. Then Dr. Alicia can let us know how we did. She's going to grade us today, okay? So I love getting graded. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Ready? Patrick, you're going to go ahead and kick off things for us. Now we're going to listen to your sketch right now. This is called Oatmeal. 
Eat your oatmeal, Becky. Come on, it's yummy. Mmm, look. Mmm. That's it. There you go. Take your spoon. Take your spoon. Uh-oh. Wait. Did you, did you drop that or did you throw it? Because you know we don't throw things. Here, Becky, no. That's not funny. Becky, look at me. Becky, Becky. Take your hand out of your oatmeal. Big girls don't play with their food. You better not, Becky. Big girls don't throw food. Oh, you will be in so much trouble if you do that. Put that oatmeal back in your bowl, Missy. Put it back. Don't you dare. That's it. We do not throw food, Becky. Becky, stop. Stop. Now, Patrick. Yes. What would you do? <laughs> She's so cute. She is a cutie. <laughs> And I just saw my daughter's face as I was listening to them. Um, and I probably have several examples of things like that. Um, I have always, my wife will say it too, I believe, tended to be the um, funny guy mm-hmm. in the family. I have never enjoyed making my kids cry, you know, with my voice or correcting them. I have to sometimes. In that case, I don't think I would have threatened her or raised my voice. Mm-hmm. I think I would have repositioned the bowl. I think I would have given her something else, and I think we would have ended up playing at that time, to be honest with you. I would chalk it up as she doesn't quite understand yet. Mm -hmm. And for me, most often, everything to me was, my kids at that age, was really about trying to teach them, but again, making it a happy time. So, but I don't think I would have, uh, I think I heard an inflection in his voice where he was, you're going to get in so much trouble, I don't think she would even understand what he was saying. So that would have been kind of my approach to doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So now we jump into the next. Do I get schedule. graded or do when, do get, graded when do I get my grade? <laughs> I'm a student. I'm anxious. Yes, this grade. How did he do? I, I love it. I love it. I think he picked up on a lot of good things. One's developmental age. As a parent, we have to understand that our kids, when they're babies, they need sensory experiences, and they're you know they're just learning how to eat, yeah. and they're just having you know they're just exploring, and that's important to nurture that. And so responding out of anger might be might be, make sense to you because you want things orderly and timely and you want them to learn and at a certain age obviously they're going to learn the routine that you established but definitely think about the developmental milestone and I also like the idea of providing alternatives you know move the tape you know move the bowl around get something else you gotta instead of just saying no 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 which is easy when they're preschools and that toddler years Mm -hmm. we're just so busy making sure that they don't touch and throw the thing and whatever that we get just very stifled in that instead provide an alternative for them to do so those are a couple of great points so great yes. so you got an A plus, an a plus. Right oh gosh good job Patrick <laughs> I just recorded that I'm gonna send it to my wife <laughs> and my mother <laughs> he's ready for another baby right no <laughs> I didn't say that <laughs> class is over alright cool. All right, so uh, moving forward we're gonna jump over to Veronica's turn your sketch is called Playground hmm Danny, I'm not playing around anymore. It's time to leave. Get in the car. I'm going to leave without you. Do I have to drag you? We have to get dinner ready. Dad's already home. Danny, get off the swing. Get off the swing. Stop swinging. Okay, I'm going to count. 
If you're not on the way to the car, by the time I say three, we won't be coming back here for a long, long time. Do you hear me? Yoo-hoo! Danny! Okay. One. Two. Two and a half. Three. All right, that's it. No more playground. Do you hear me? Danny, get off the swing. Okay. Collect well. yourself. Collect yourself. <laughs> yeah. What would I do? What would you do? Uh, I actually have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, mm -hmm. and I get this when we go to the park. So mm -hmm. we go to the park, and I always tell them before we go, we're going to go. When mommy says we have to go, we have to go. There you go. Okay. It doesn't always work no. because they still want to get the extra five, ten minutes. But what I usually do is five minutes before we're leaving, I say, okay, guys, we have five minutes. Five minutes, you're going to go down the slide, get on the swing, whatever it is. Five minutes, we're leaving. My boy will usually listen. Seven. My girl, she's a little tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she doesn't want to go. So what I have had done, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I usually say, okay, well, we're leaving. Nathanael and mommy are leaving. Daniela, you're going to stay? Okay, well, I guess you can stay. We're leaving. We yeah. have to drive from the park to my house. Okay, we're getting in the car. Yeah. And then she'll look and she'll be like, no, mommy, don't yeah. leave me. I say, well, I'm going to go. I don't know if that's, <laughs> I've never left her. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I hope that's not bad. I, I, that's how I, I handled it. I can totally relate. I mean, I have little ones too. And, you know, of course they love the playground. Yeah. Yeah. What I've done is the same thing, but maybe give them a little bit more lead time. So I give them a 10 minute note because I already anticipate that they need another five. Mm -hmm. So I would just suggest maybe a little bit more lead time because the, right. the game is so exciting, you know, playing that um, they can be there for hours. Yeah. So that's, but I, I absolutely love it. In the skit, you know, the whole counting one, two, three, and then two and a half and then three. And, you know, <laughs> that there is a whole parenting strategy called one, two, three magic. And a mm -hmm. lot of parents will use the counting. And it's effective if you're consistent and if you don't go into the two and a halfs and threes, yeah. yes. you know, and, and then a four and then five and then becomes 10. You know, mm -hmm. that's not effective. And so just some parents will just say it once and it's done, you know. So whatever thing you decide Whatever strategy you decide to do, the thing is consistency mm -hmm. and to hold yourself accountable to your word. Because if your word has no value because you don't follow suit, then yeah. they're just going to play with it. Now, what happens when you have the one that listens and the other one that doesn't, that's a little more... Isn't that the case? <sighs> that is the case at my house. <laughs> yeah. um, my what ones. I have done is I have taken the older one to teach the younger one. Nice. So, um, you know, mentoring. Mm -hmm. So I do take some time to ask because there's some listening that happens to the older child. I Beautiful. said, hey, can you, you know, help me out here? <laughs> and he'll feel, you, yeah. Good, I great, like though. You did really good. On a roll. On a roll. Pressure's on now. Omar, let's Pressure's on, I know. <laughs> you get the third one. Precious. We'll call it Instant. a precious because there's something precious here. I don't All right. Know. I'm on standby. Here we go. All right, Missy. You ready for bed? Uh-huh. You brush your teeth? Yeah. Let me smell. Breath. <sighs> Ooh, very nice. Okay, then. You want me to tuck you in? Not tonight. Really? But you love... What's this down here? Nothing. What is this? Missy! Did you take my music box? You know this stays in Mommy's room. It's fragile. I didn't mean to. Oh, you broke it. Missy, this belonged to your grandmother. You know, you can't even touch this unless an adult is around. I'm sorry. Oh, 
Uy, she took something that's really precious to you. So, Ay, caramba. What would you do? My goodness. You know what? I'm, I've always tried to be the most lovable father as possible with my daughters. You know, there's just something about being a dad and having a daughter, and you just have to go about it differently, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a situation a couple years ago where my daughter did grab a baseball that was signed by a famous uh, ball player and she grabbed it and she was playing with it and you know her little sweaty fingers and then it smudged the autograph and then she had no idea ball's a ball right and then next thing I know her mom's telling me hey wasn't this signed by so-and-so and And I was like oh my goodness my heart dropped and I could see in her face that she was instantly knew something was wrong disappointed and I sat down with her and I said when was the last time that somebody made you feel really bad And, you know, her voice got cracked and she remembered something, right? And I said, you know what? You know how you felt disappointed and you felt like your feelings were hurt? Well, that's how I feel right now. Because I had asked you not to grab or not to go into this room where these things were at. Mm -hmm. And you disobeyed. And now you've made Puppy feel bad. She felt like it was the end of the world. So I used that opportunity just to kind of create a scenario where she was hurting somebody that she loved, Mm -hmm. which is her dad, of course. Mm -hmm. It was a great moment of bonding. It was a moment of letting her know what the rules are. So I used that situation as a training ground to implement what rules are and to respect daddy's things. So, I mean, that's the way that I went about it. I don't know what you would think, Dr. Alicia, if I used that to just kind of... (laughs) I mean, be- <laughs> Patrick's over here. Again, I try to be as lovable as I can, but at the same time, I didn't want to yell at her. I didn't want to like, get upset and walk out of the room. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sports junkie and it mm-hmm. did affect me. But at the same time, I came to the situation as collected as possible. Yeah. Beautiful. I think you showed so much grace. And I think it's the challenge. That's the challenge when we are. You know, when that's when the rubber meets the road, when yeah. our kids take something that it's of value and it's important and it's easy for us to slam them, you know, and get, yeah. you know, lash at them and get angry and bitter. That's the thing to do. But the thing to love is to not keep a record of the wrongs, yeah. right? And Beautiful. to extend love to them and Beautiful. patient. And so she's going to have that memory and she's going to remember that graceful spirit that how you treated her and that's going to stay with her and it's going to be a beautiful bonding and connecting moment in contrast to the harshness that could have experienced. So A plus. Yeah, because I, I mean, I could have yeah, blown up, right? Yeah. yeah. And been like, what the, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. self-control. What the block? Yeah. You... <laughs> but you know what? Um, but I was, I'm, I'm actually proud of myself because I did come to the situation as collected yeah. as possible. And I used that to become a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of her taking away, well, he screamed at me and Wonderful. took something away and my dad hates me now. And they don't forget that. I had yeah. a similarly, I had a training for three days mm-hmm. and my kids knew I was working on the materials and my daughter loves to get on my laptop. They don't have a, they have a computer, but not a phone. And she, my flight was the next day. She deleted. I did a three day training. I've been working on it for a week. Uh, Accidentally. That's painful. Oof. You know my, you guys know my pain. <laughs> so... I needed time out mm-hmm. because it took me a week to prepare this. And they knew it because every morning I, when they got up, I was working on it. And I was talking about it. You know, I was excited. So I, I did what you did. I breathed. And I said, she was, before I could say anything, she knew what this meant to daddy. And I said, listen, we're good. You know, and I had to, after moments of breathing, mm-hmm. I said, we're good. I still remember some of the stuff. So she's like, can I help you? I said, you know what? Yes. We're going to go to Kinko's. And we're going to make some copies. I mean, so I engaged her yeah. mm-hmm. in rectifying it. But my biggest concern as a dad 
with my kids with respect to discipline is creating memories, Mm -hmm. good ones. I don't want to have these memories where they remember the day that dad exploded on me or that mom exploded on me. And so that is because of how I was raised. Mm -hmm. I remember saying to my wife, when we have kids, here's some things that I just will not tolerate. I'm just not going to do it. And I'm conscious, sometimes overly conscious. My wife will say, because she is, mothers and daughters have a different thing Mm -hmm. than dads and daughters. But she's like, I need to make sure you understand. I need you to get on that. I'm like, I I did. I thought I did do that. But I'm so conscious of the volume and the tenor of our relationship because I want them long term to have a foundation that they could blossom Mm-hmm. And I have to recover from stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know so many adults that have to recover from stuff that they lose part of their adulthood. They literally are making up mm-hmm. parts of it that they didn't. And they do all sorts of things to do that. But for me in that moment, it was like, you know what? Now, I could have ignited because you know what went into that. You know, that wasn't the time. That wasn't what I wanted to create. Mm-hmm. The presentation was very good and very much so she wanted to know. But it was OK. Mm-hmm. And I still have my daughters. Yes. I still have my wife. I didn't lose them. Love that. So nice. I'm taking notes. (laughs) I'm taking notes. Great points. That was some insightful stuff. Uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up here. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, throw another sketch at him. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to leave with my A-plus average. I'm not going to mess with that. Patrick, we'd love to know where we could follow what you do. Uh, sure. Any links, websites, social media? I am, of course, Patrick Patterson. My website is globalpartnersff.com, globalpartnersff.com. If you go to Facebook or Twitter, it's typically or Instagram is Patrick Pat the number 803, which represents the area code for South Carolina. Very good. Thank you so much for that information. Dr. Alicia, anything else you would like to add? Any additional tips? Just let's be consistent as parents, provide some alternatives. When we're doing the timeout, let's make sure we're also using that effectively. Mm-hmm. Let's be graceful with our children. Beautiful. If we do lash out, then go back and forgive. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, sometimes we do, we're, we're going to mess up. We're not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we'll lash out in anger, but go back and forgive and, and they'll be understanding. And they'll also, that's also an attitude of grace. That's a really important point for the parents out there. Okay. You may feel guilty. Okay. Up to this point, this is what happened. Make the adjustments. Be humble mm-hmm. enough to ask for forgiveness from your kids because that, that can be hard too. Mm-hmm. And apologize. Yeah. Apologize, yes. On that note, that's it for today's episode of The Struggle is Real. Now, there are healthy alternatives for disciplining kids. Keep that in mind. That's right. Additional resources are always available to you at familybridgesusa.org. We're also on social media with the hashtag The Struggle is Real or hashtag TSIR. Like always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I am Omar Ramos. I'm Veronica Avila. And I'm Dr. Alicia Laos. Also, thank you to Patrick for joining us. Until next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on familybridgesusa.com. Come